Welcome to Set the Tone, the BTL podcast. This program, made possible with support from BTL, will explore the latest trends in health and fitness so that you and your patients can optimize your healthy look. As more and more patients turn to aesthetic physicians for help toning and sculpting their bodies, it's important to be able to separate the reality from the hype. Join us as Dr. Paul Frank talks to New York City yoga instructor Lauren Harris about wellness and balance. Then stay tuned for tips from marketing experts and physician peers that will help set the stage for body toning success in your practice. Well, hello, friends. I am Dr. Paul Jared Frank, and uh, you're here at my first podcast, not podcast, but podcast. I'm going to talk about a lot of things about fitness and wellness and health and beauty. Uh, just to know a little something about me, I'm a com- cosmetic dermatologist here in New York, and I am founder of P. Frank MD and Skin Salon. And contrary to popular belief, although I am a cosmetic dermatologist, um, I am really a proactive believer in taking care of yourself first. And, um, you know, the things I do are icing on the cake. And we're going to talk about the pieces of the cake today. Um, I'm talking today with a fellow New Yorker, Lauren Harris, who's a very well-known yoga instructor. She's actually a married mom of two girls. She's practiced law in New York for about 15 years before she started teaching yoga. So we're going to talk. I want to hear this story. She's now a senior teacher at Five Pillars Yoga and is an avid cyclist and skier. She's going to talk to us today about the intersection of fitness and wellness and describe some of the benefits of yoga for shaping up not only our bodies, but our minds. And I'm going to try and integrate this into the beauty world because I think, and you could let me know if you agree with this, but I think beauty, wellness, health, exercise, fitness, they're all like merging concepts now. But first, I want to hear how you got started. I came to yoga more from a fitness background. There's folks that come to yoga more from a dance background right. or sometimes from a more spiritual background and then find the practice from, from those starting points. I was more of the athlete type and I like to work out and I like the challenge. So I always, I would do mat Pilates and I got reasonably good at mat Pilates, but I got really bored because it was always similar and then once you sort of nail these positions they're still challenging but there's nowhere to go with them and um one of my girlfriends took me to yoga class and i was overwhelmed by not understanding what was going on in class it was relatively advanced were you a stressed out lawyer at the time oh yeah i was a big stressed out lawyer and i went to a yoga class with her and i saw these people putting their bodies in really cool shapes and there was in particular a woman in the room she was I don't know how old, but definitely in her 60s. Mm. And she did an inversion pose, a forearm stand. And I was like, wow. I can't do that still. I can't do that. I need to do that. And if she's still doing that at 60, this is for me because this is something that's going to challenge me. Now, was this something that you felt like, were you like unhappy as a lawyer? Or was this a next step of your life type of thing? Like obviously, you know, because yoga is a very spiritual as well as a functional practice that's right and obviously the transition may have been one uh of necessity for your soul as well as your your body i do think so i think that um people come to yoga for all different reasons but the more you find your way onto your yoga mat i think you find that there's depth there that beyond what you came seeking yeah so if you're looking for a physical challenge and you go to a physically challenging yoga class you're going to find that but you the more you maybe challenge your body and 
maybe even challenge yourself to listen to instructions that somebody else give that trust over and let someone teach you, then you start to lose your own ego almost and find something more. So, you know, I, I started the practice for that physical challenge. And I also like that it was always different that once you sort of are comfortable in one pose, then, you know, Mazel Tov, move on and take it to the next level. So if you get an arm balance, a crow pose, and you can hold that for three breaths, okay, great, now it's time to take that crow and develop it into a headstand. And different, there's always somewhere to go. It's stepwise. Yes. This is very true in all forms of medicine as well, particularly what I do. People come to me as a cosmetic dermatologist for a lot of different reasons. People are trying to be a better version of themselves. I'm sure it's the same thing when people are finding yoga or any type of thing. And, you know, part of the job as an instructor or as a physician is to stepwise get through people, find out who they are, what they can do, what their goals are, and then kind of put it all together for them, whether you're doing it in a small group or, or each individual. Now, I know that there's a lot of different types of yoga yes. out there. I've tried a bunch of them. I am like not a great yoga person. I find other areas of fitness, but I was always attracted to the mind-body kind of thing. And how do they differ amongst all the different types of yoga out there? There's so many different types of yoga. That's a conversation for like another seven yeah. hours worth of time. What, what kind do you practice? So I practice and teach vinyasa, which is flow. Yeah. I like to, and, and the main idea is connecting the movement to the breath. And even within the vinyasa sort of genre, there's all kinds of different classes. Do people practice a few different, like, do you practice a few different types or do most people stay pretty focused? It's a good question. I think teachers in a perfect world should practice maybe a few different types yeah, or at course. least experience a few different types of yoga so that they understand when they're, if a student comes to me, it's their first yoga class. My class is a little bit more advanced, but I try to work with that student to make it work for them. Of course. Um, we give options and you know some people are gonna be in different super bends and some people are gonna be on their way to those poses, but not there yet and that's fine. There's a, there's a nice community connection in that room as well, at least I try to create that in my classes and I think a lot of students are looking for that. But with respect to the different kinds of yoga, I think it's important to know what's out there. I think that's an important part. And it's true even what I do. There are certain, you know, you have to provide more than one option for people, whether you're a fitness instructor, a nutrition expert, a physician of any kind. And, you know, people do come to me where they've hit limitations. You know, not everyone's 25 years old and in perfect shape and, you know, can do a million different types. For the most common person, again, it's someone, like you said, they may be searching for something. They've hit a wall on certain things and they have natural limitations. There are certain people that can only do certain things. Mm-hmm. Part of my job is to help them break through those walls. I mean, listen, I always tell people diet, exercise, community, uh, doing things for yourself are the first thing. When someone comes to me and they have issues with skin laxity or muscle things, there are obviously now all these amazing technologies that, that can help people so that they can go back to their yoga practice. I have a lot of people that are recovering from injuries. I mean, we use BTL technologies uh, for muscle modification all the time, and it's to help people get over injuries. So they can enjoy their lives and do Go what they to want that. to do. Yeah, my wife has back problems. She's had back surgery before. We use certain technologies to build up the muscle and the strength again so that she can go back doing the type of exercise. I mean, she does a lot of Pilates mm-hmm. and things that, you know. Um, so I think that, you know, part of the problem is there are so many options out there for people. Sometimes the over content. I agree. It's really sometimes hard to find what works for you. I think yoga has a lot to offer a lot of different people, different body types, different ages. It's been around a long time. It's been around a long time, though. I think it's really developed. It's been Americanized. Yeah. 
uh, here. As and, live, yeah. And so there's um, there's all different kinds of yoga for all different kinds of people and all different kinds of needs. And if you want to find the practice, there should be a practice for you. You are listening to Set the Tone, the BTL podcast, brought to you by the makers of MSculpt. Build muscle and sculpt your body with MSculpt. For more information, visit msculpt.com. Let's talk a little bit about like kind of the, the mental health abilities. Because again, I think the thing that I've always, reason why I've always gone back and tried yoga or recommend these type of things, because it really feels like that there's this connection, not only to the physicality of it, and let, let's not even use the word spirituality. It's just a mind-body connection where it's almost a meditative-like effect. Tell me your thoughts on that. Well, I do think there's a meditative effect. And that's sort of what I was alluding to earlier about you'll find something more I, you know, I was ego driven. I wanted the physical challenge of it when I, when I first got into it. And then I really found it was more than that for me. And I went through a very difficult time in my life. My mother was sick okay. and I went to yoga and I found this very supportive community who didn't know me and didn't know that anything was going on in my personal life, but just welcomed me into the room. And part of what worked for me was that somebody else was telling me what to do. And that even if I went to the same teacher because of the flow of the classes that I like to take, it was always different. Yeah. So I don't anticipate, I don't know what's coming next. You sort of, if you give yourself over to that, for me, that was meditative and mind clearing. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why there are so many exercise, I mean, yoga is far from an exercise fad by any means, but there are so many different types of fitness routines out there because people are really just looking for a little bit of peace and we're hit with so much content in our lives. I mean, I found that community in Soul Cycle when it first started years ago. Also in Transcendental Meditation, I do quite a bit of that. And really, you know, so when I'm exercising, you know, it's not really just for staying in shape. It's like, to me, it's like the only kind of peace I get during the day that when I do and when I do TM it's really spectacular for me um, you know I think yoga is one of those unique practices where you can get both I agree the fitness and that and sometimes you might go because you need that workout and you're gonna go yeah. find a hot power class and you're gonna sweat it out and you're gonna feel good that's where the variation that's comes. one of the that's one of the options for vinyasa there are people that do it in the hot room they also there's um, some other kind of classes that are in the hot room as well that aren't quite as flowy it's like when i wrestled in high school these turned the heat up to like 90 degrees wasn't that for you to get your out. weight class <laughs> yeah that that was basically it the point is is that there's so many different types of things out there for everybody and the mind body connection i think is such an important component of it the next question i have though which is important because it does again relate to me narcissistically is there anyone that you think is really yoga is not for them is there is someone where you're like you know that this you this may not be for you <laughs> um <laughs> You know, I a failed student. The, okay, the yogic answer to that question is no. Yes. The real answer to the oh, question. I want the lawyer question answer. <laughs> the lawyer answer is <laughs> is not pretty, but I think the realistic answer to that question is there are people who are so ego driven and so type A that they can't participate in a group fitness class as a member of a group. You have to learn how to play with others no matter what you do. There's some solo sports, there's some group sports. Um, that's just the way it is. Do you, do you find, um, do a lot of people you see come to yoga for other reasons of fitness, like weight loss or just because they feel like, uh, you know, they're, they're, 
they, they, they don't have a hold on things. You know what I, I mean? I think absolutely. Um, I think there are, when I first started practicing in the city, which was like 18, 15, 18 years ago, I started to, and I practiced all over different studios. I was really looking for a good fit for me and I had some time and I was flitting around. There's people that hide in yoga. Yeah. They're going through difficult times, they're depressed, whatever it is, or they're, they're looking for some community connection that they're missing in their lives. And they'll practice two or three classes a day. Right. And so really? at some, yes. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. People do that with all the, the fitness fads Yeah, now they too. do. And they, it's very similar. It. But in yoga, it's almost they're hiding. Right. The overdoing fitness thing, and you were asking, do people come to lose weight? And the answer is, for sure. They, yeah. And I think incorporating this kind of movement into a fitness routine can be really useful and, and helpful and can actually help you be stronger in your other... I think it helps my, my cycling. I for sure helps my skiing, the balance, all of that. It's all good for you. There's also people who hide in it. There's people who actually could stand to put on some weight yeah. who find their way into yoga. I'm so glad you're saying this because this, you know, this is a stereotype in my profession as well. People assume that everyone who goes to a cosmetic dermatologist is ultra vain, abusive, huge lips, big cheeks, doing things for the wrong reason type of thing. And in all honesty, the overwhelming majority of my patients, they just want to be the, the better version of themselves. And in my opinion, whether it's an exercise class, fad dieting, cosmetic surgery, people who are addicted to work, they hide in work, there are abuses of any practice. And the goal as a physician, as an instructor, is to help people do things not only the right way, but for the right reasons. I wanted to ask one more thing about the whole concept of core. Because in my field right now, we're so focusing on on um, technologies that help build someone's core strength. I don't know if you're aware. There are like all these technologies now, muscle building technologies. And to me, yoga kind of invented core strength, <laughs> right? Like every, every trainer, you, you go to cycling classes, you go to boxing classes, everyone's talking about the core, the core, the core. I don't know. I yeah. feel like core has been around for a thousand years. Why all of a sudden now, People I think people are realizing the benefits beyond the aesthetics of having strong cores. Um, you know, I mentioned Pilates earlier. That is also very good core work. Yes. They might have the lock on it even more so. So it's walking I around find, with good posture, yeah, right? I find yoga is a little bit more full body, but for me, full body means it's centered in the core. Right. So I'm lengthening, I'm strengthening throughout the practice, but it's really all core. Almost all of the poses are core strengthening poses but you have to do them properly to, to find that. Yeah, I think a lot of people, it's like they want to see their biceps and thighs and calves look better right away. They, you know what I mean? I do. It's, it's kind of a little tougher sometimes to tell someone to focus on something they can't see as much right away, but they don't realize that with that kind of center strength, it reflects in everything else they do. And then it enables you to do all those to do all fancy those other things. things that you see. That's exactly right. And then you get the physical benefits uh, the, I'm sorry, the visual benefits from all the other things because you're, you're really working on, uh, on the center of it all. So it's, it's different. It's, you're not looking in the mirror and seeing like biceps like, you know, your three-year-old kid is like, look, mommy, look at this. I thought I'd look like Sting after a month when I started hitting <laughs> the yoga mat. I, quite I was hoping like for something along yeah. those lines too. Um, but it is empowering to find that. Of course. And it is, uh, you know, it is especially as we start to age to keep that core engaged, to keep... Keep yeah. out of, yeah. Keep the ribs out of the yeah. hip. All right. Well, I think I answered all the questions we have here. Are, are there any final words you want to leave us with? Anything that we missed that you think, or was I just that good of an interviewer? 
Oh, I think it was that good of an interview. Okay. But I would say that if people are in, in, interested in, in finding yoga, I do think it's a great way to enhance your life, to enhance your, you know, my husband plays basketball and he realized after seven years of me teaching, he should probably take my class so that he can continue as he ages to play basketball. Does he take your, does he take your class? Yes. Well, occasionally. There you go. All right, we can end with that. Uh, is there a place where people can get more information about you? Sure, if you're looking for me, the best way is probably uh, Instagram, Lauren Harris Yoga. You can find me at, at Dr. Paul Jared Frank on all social media. We're here at Modern Aesthetics, sponsored by BTL, Body by BTL. You could uh, find out more about that on the website. And, uh, you know, I think body is the new face. And uh, yoga is certainly a big part of all that. And I thank you for coming. You are listening to Set the Tone, the BTL podcast, brought to you by the makers of MSculpt. Build muscle and sculpt your body with MSculpt. For more information, visit msculpt.com. Lots of people enter fitness regimens with expectations that exceed reality. Dr. Frank has been pleased with his results, even if he isn't being mistaken for Sting. But when it comes to aesthetic treatments, unrealistic expectations can present a challenge to the physician. Dr. Sunil Chilakuri of Refresh Dermatology in Houston, Texas, says that understanding patients' desires before starting treatment is essential. In fact, he says, it is essential to truly understand the needs and desires of your patients. Ask a lot of questions. What brought them to your office? What are they looking to achieve? Do they have a special event that's coming up? And then really target the treatment or the combination of treatments to make sure that you can achieve those goals. Number two, create before and after photos, your own fantastic before and after photos. And how do you do that? Number one is photography. You really wanna make sure that you have consistent photography, consistent lighting, and choose those platforms that allow you to do that. Some platforms include PhotoFinder, RxPhoto, and of course, Canfield. Practice marketing expert Wendy Lewis, founder and president of Wendy Lewis and Company since 1997 and author of Aesthetic Clinic Marketing in the Digital Age, also believes that quality before and after images are essential. They could be a cornerstone of your online marketing strategy. Here's how. We're coming up on the second most important time block for body shaping procedures, New Year's resolutions. We all make them and by Valentine's Day, most of us have failed miserably. In case you're wondering, the most important timing tends to be the spring season to get your body summer ready, depending on where you practice. So to promote your body shaping center, the most cost-effective strategy is to bump up your social media presence. Get serious about taking your Instagram feed to the next level because that's the channel where patients who are interested in these treatments tend to go first. What are they looking for? A sneak peek at your practice so they can feel like they know you before they ever come in before and after photos of your own real patients with successful outcomes. Brands they know like BTL Aesthetics that has done a great job set getting the word out about their innovative systems. Videos and patient testimonials about their positive experience in your practice. Today, many patients will also look at the most popular influencers they already follow who may have been treated with MSculpt or MTone and shared their story. 
Another important tactic is to reach out to your VIP patients who may have large networks of their own, as well as influencers who are local to encourage them to try the treatments you're offering and tell their friends and followers about their results. Word of mouth is still the most valuable way to grow your practice, but word of mouth alone can take a very long time. Think of your powerful social media feeds as the new word of mouth. You can post compelling content on Instagram and blast it out in seconds to thousands of followers by investing some of your budget into stable promotions that drive patients into your clinic. Compelling content. That's what it's all about, and that's what we hope you found here at Set the Tone, the BTL podcast. Keep an ear out for more episodes of the series coming soon, available via modernaesthetics.com or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for listening.